Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast, brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here, just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? That sounded kind of goofy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm going to warn you. Well, let's go ahead and start the show. How about welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast? I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. That was a crazy punchy intro, which is probably going to give you an idea how this episode might go. This is what happens when I record in the evening, which is what I'm doing, or early in the morning. <laughs> oh, goodness. Super excited, though. This is, I'm, I'm kind of tripping out. I'm recording this Thanksgiving week. Uh, this should go live on Thanksgiving Day. Not should, it will. It'll go live on Thanksgiving Day. And it is just some crazy business that we are winding down 2016, um, which is what today's show. I'm going to go through winding down 2016, getting ready for 2017, and much appreciation. What a year. <laughs> I sent a video to a friend on Facebook. What up, Steve-O? That <laughs> showed a picture of a guy just tumbling down a hill, like... Not avalanche. I don't think it was It was even snow. Just rolling, rolling, rolling. And it's like, what my 2016 has been like. And I was like, is it over yet? Um, it's it's not been like all that bad, you guys. But um, I just thought it would be good to, you know, this is a time of year where you see, you know, everybody's, well, we've got all the holidays and stuff. And um, I'm totally, I'm, I'm not a bah humbug person at all, but I think with the move and and just having gone through packing and all that, the thought of unpacking holiday decorations is sort of like, eh. <laughs> and you guys, this is not me. I have a ridiculous amount of holiday decor from having worked um, for home goods for a few years and just like grew up, you know, going all out on the holidays. So I will, I'm, we're still going to do a tree and all the good stuff, but that, that woohoo holiday season spirit hasn't totally kicked in yet. Although I did get my dog's Christmas collars tonight. Okay, <clears throat> I digress. So winding down 2016, I have to be honest in that it's probably been, I don't know, years, five plus six, seven, eight years since I've been really looking forward to a year being over. Um, and, you know, as I, as I, I was writing this post, I was thinking about the reasons that I was really looking forward to this year being over. And I would knock on wood, but my desk is laminate, so we won't. Um, the reasons I feel this way, it's they're hardly the end of the world, right? That you can step back and say, well, you know, everybody I love is still healthy and happy. There's no major losses. Um, business is still doing well. Everybody's okay. You know, like there's been no, I, I don't know. You know, everything is, is good. Um, Making the decision to sell my house was definitely a big one, but this wasn't like out of the blue, guys. I knew this was coming. I just decided to do it a couple years sooner than I had expected um, because I uh, wasn't going to be staying uh, where I live right now as soon as my son graduates high school in a couple years. Um, it's been a great community to raise my kids, but it's just not really where I want to spend the rest of my life. And I have no idea where that is. Um, I just, I knew I wanted to simplify my life and 
a lot of this came about after just winding down last year. It was a it was a crazy year. I did a ton of traveling. I was involved in the mastermind. I had some amazing adventures. It was kind of exhausting. And so this desire to simplify um, just hit me full on. And it is across the board, guys, in my life and in my business. So it's just my son and I and the dogs. And so my house wasn't huge, but it was four bedroom, three bath, you know, and it was, it was more that I just didn't feel like taking care of so much at that point. And it was, it was probably more the yard than the house and that, um, by suburban standards in Northern California, guys, because again, it depends on where you live, but it was like a third of an acre. And it just, it was just more gardener, pool guy. I was like, just enough, even though I love my pool. Um, so the place I'm in now has a pool and that's great, but just not as much maintenance. And then again, it's still crazy to me when I think about the cost of living in Northern California, especially so close to the Bay Area, but that's for another conversation or not, right? Because I don't know, it's all relative. So part of winding down for me is getting all of my client projects completely wrapped up as soon as possible. And that sounds very desperate. I don't mean it that way. But anybody and anyone that I know that has a service-based business, you know, it's, it's, you want, we work hard to develop a, a lifestyle business so that we can have that time, right? And as someone who spent... God, 20 plus years in retail. Do you know what November and December and January? Because it would be pre-Christmas, the Christmas season, then after Christmas, it's inventory. So it's like three months of just massive work, overload, exhaustion. So for me, it is such a treat to sit and have like I've this house has an actual wood burning fireplace, um, which is so fun because <laughs> that the house I sold had a gas stove fireplace, which was nice too, no complaints, but you kind of can't beat that smell, right? Which is, I'm super excited to go up to my parents who have a wood-burning stove and it's super chilly. We might have snow, but, um, you know, like I really appreciate those simple pleasures of sitting by the fire, putting Christmas movie on, like hang it, just chilling, right? And so to be able to wind down the projects and say, I'm not working, you know, the last two weeks in December or the first part of January. It, and when I say not working, meaning I'm not going to have calls. Uh, I don't want anything scheduled. I don't want any open-ended projects or tasks. It's I don't mind, like to me, the, the content and the email and the podcast. Um, that it doesn't ever feel like work to me. And so that kind of gives you an idea, too, of, of where I want to transition. And I've talked about it so many times on the show. Um, but so... Getting those client projects wrapped up, and and I'm sure my clients would love that. And I am super grateful. I've had really I had one nutty client this year, but everybody else has just been awesome. Some of these projects could have been done sooner, but I am of course the bottleneck. Uh, <laughs> I've done a pretty good job this year of cutting expenses, but part of that was my project manager because as I wind down on service work it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? And I actually would love to have her work with me again, but in a different capacity. And, you know, so as I start planning for 2017, um, I know that to do what I want to do, I'm going to need help in different areas. And so I guess on, on one hand, it would still be project management. It's just ideally won't be client projects. They'll be my projects. And I'm going to get into 
well, we'll see where this goes in terms of 2017 and how deep we get into planning. Um, so again, the goal really is it, it's total focus for the next few weeks just to wind stuff down. Excuse me, I probably shouldn't have had dinner before I went to record. Um, these burrito bowls I get from Costco, delicious, organic, super tasty. Um, again, you know, winding that stuff down, closing it, just not having that... Um, you know, there's sort of an energy around open projects. So that's that's step one is, um, you know, winding the year down, closing that. And again, all kind of basic. I don't have any major open-ended projects outside of that. So then the next step is to really start getting ready for 2017. And I don't know about you guys, but I have probably gotten at least a couple emails this week and it's Tuesday, <laughs> um, and last week about planning for 2017 already. I, you know, I don't really know what that looks like for me, but I do have an idea where I'm going to start. And so, again, part of planning ahead is tying up loose ends, right? Closing closing the books, so to speak, on, on this year. And so, um, you know, when I think about this, it's like I have a tendency – to work from the end backwards, which I'm sure most people do, right? You need an end goal. Um, But sort of backwards engineering makes more sense for me than any other method. And so before I can decide what next year is going to look like, I need to really take a hard look at this year and what did and didn't work. And you guys are probably super tired of me saying this, um, but I can tell you without a doubt, without a doubt, I was going to say that another way, but that my biggest takeaway from 2016 as it relates to my business is the daily emails. Um, You know, having been a fan of Ben Settles, like I I mentioned before, I subscribed to him for a good year before I became a customer for email players. Um, And then it took me until, I want to say it was August um, of this year before I really started stepping into his email methods. And, you know, I jokingly say it was my almost daily email, because it took me some time to work up to daily. And truth be told, I'll, I'll admit it, I still miss a day here and there, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. But the benefits have astounded me, you guys, to say the least, like the traffic to my site, I think I've told you that Active Campaign, my email provider is now like one of my top four or five traffic sources. And so then again, it's that that's just been huge. Okay, so we'll leave that alone. Just the fact that it's driving more traffic. I'm building a better relationship with my audience. But I'm going to keep re- repeating this because and and let me say this, because if you subscribe to Ben, um, he's super sarcastic, which totally works for me. But don't look at it that you, that's the type of voice you have to have, right? So the way I do it is I kind of just do like a story or a blog post and, and some are more, some are more along the lines of this is what I learned. Okay, so here's a great example. So yesterday I did an email and it was welcome to Monday. And what was the other part? I don't remember. How does that tell you? It was one of those typical, it's a Monday. And I don't subscribe to those things. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not gloom and doom. But I just, the day started on the wrong foot. And it was this total trickle down effect. And then, you know, I, I get so dramatic about stuff. And you know, the beauty of getting older is you get more conscious of your behaviors. And I just was like, you know what? I am not going to spend my day in this pissy mood. I 
I really took a step back and I did this, um, gosh, probably a uh, six weeks ago, which I think, I don't know if I told you, I'm pretty sure I shared that the, the, the second buyers on my house backed out. What it doesn't matter. We're closing. We had a new contract the same day. It's all good. But the morning that that happened, I just was like, you have got to be friggin' kidding me. Right. And, and I had the house to myself for the weekend. My son was with my parents. My daughter obviously is away at school. And I was like, I am not going to take this precious day to myself. It was a Friday. And I thought, no, no. <laughs> and so that's sort of what I did yesterday. I had this little drama spinny moment and I thought, no, I am not doing this again. Like just, it's not going to happen. So I shared that story and I knew that when I wrote the email, I, I knew that I needed to talk through it, edit it. And I'm like pointing to my head, like think it through because I also don't want to be that, oh my God, I had the worst day ever. <laughs> and as far as worst days go, it wasn't. But the beauty of, of this daily email practice is that not only do I feel that my writing has improved now to work on my speaking, <laughs> you guys, when I listen back to some of these recordings and I realize how often I say like, I think, are you a 12 year old? Like, See, there it is. I must, I, I think I say this too often, but either way, I'm enjoying the process and I'm in, I'm enjoying, I even enjoy the editing of the email. It's, it's crazy. I used to not, I would just write my emails and send them. And now I, and not now, like just today, but you know, over the last few months with this process, I step back and I'm like, does this flow? And there's still plenty to improve on. I certainly don't mean, anything like that. But I just, I write my own voice. I share what's going on and I, and I tie it in with a link, whether it's a link to buy something, um, a podcast episode, a post, something. And as I step into definitive clear offerings for 2017, it will be a link to purchase something down the road more often than not. Although I still want to keep sending people to content, you know, but the beauty of creating this discipline for myself is that it's completely boosted something within me as well. Personally, it's like every time I get that email out, I know I'm sticking with a commitment that I made to myself. And I, because I was this person that I totally bucked, I want to say I bucked discipline, but it was, you know, if everybody's going to say, you have to do this, it's kind of like, have you guys heard the term, um, like a morning routine? And, and there's, there's a book, The Miracle Morning, and, you know, a lot of, I was going to say gurus or influencers talk about their morning routines and how they do that. <laughs> I was joking with John Perez on a Hustle Free episode. I'm like, my morning routine is not to get up with an alarm. <laughs> and it's, I find myself wanting to justify that. Like I raised my kids by myself. I don't have to get up and drive to school anymore. It's like, actually what works for you. And so seeing that I've been able to apply this discipline and it was a choice, not a have to, it's, <laughs> you would think, you know, I discovered sliced bread for the first time because it's, it's really this, okay, well, if you can take this one small action and apply it consistently, where else can you do that? Right. It's, it's kind of like anything else in our lives, saving money, you know, getting fit. It's just, just promise yourself to do this 15 minutes a day, or just promise yourself, like, I'm going to save a buck a day, whatever that looks like. Right. But the cool thing about it, you guys, is that I have accomplished more by saying, I'm just going to email, I'm just going to email, I'm just going to email. Right. Because 
mm-hmm. me doing that, like it, it's this momentum that picks up and then I do a post and then I email again and it, it forces me to find something that I want to share or that I want to link to or that I want to make an, you know, sell. And, and so by doing that, it's, I, I just feel like it's been a massive game changer. So, you know, now that I'm getting all these fundamental principles, it's like, I really want to see where I can apply that in my business and in other areas of my life. And so, you know, part of that, I've realized as I've done these things is going to be to implement systems next year. And you guys, I've got systems down for certain things. So like for website clients that when they come in, um, you know, I've got a team, we've got a uh, project management, we have a pretty dialed down structure in terms of we start with logos, there's a client branding questionnaire, we do the logos, then we take the logos and we do the site mockups based on what they're looking for. Um, you know, so once they approve the mockups, we do the PSD to Genesis. So th- there's this very structured process. It's, I would probably say the stuff on the back end of that is whether it's getting content or making tweaks. I don't know how systematized that is. But again, that's not the area I necessarily want to be in. <clears throat> so there's other areas though. So I need to make sure that I have a process for what needs to be done weekly. I have all this. It's just in my head, which isn't super helpful. And then schedule that time in. And so the first thing that I was thinking of today, because knowing that I am going to be out of town um, Thursday, leaving tomorrow. And I was thinking about this because today I also had to write the post for Hustle Free. Um, and I thought, what if Mondays were you know, doing batching. And I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I've always had enough of a cushion in my schedule. And I thought, well, I really like this consistency. It's, it's, I, I feel really goofy admitting this, you guys, but it's just the truth. And so I thought, okay, Mondays, you know, just dedicate Mondays to podcasting. And I typically, like I, I use Acuity for calendar appointments and whatnot. So I'll send somebody uh, an Acuity link, but Mondays and Fridays are completely blocked off. I don't like, I hate having calls and appointments on Fridays. Mondays, not so much. But I think if I can, if I looked at Mondays as it's totally podcasting, whether it is writing a post, recording, scheduling interviews, doing interview outreach, because, you know, I had so many interviews queued for the WordPress chick that I was like, oh, I'm in good shape. I'm like, oh, I got to get some interviews going. Um, you know, so whatever it is, but knowing that, because there is such a relief when you're like, I've got, can you imagine, let's just paint a little picture here. So you're a content creator, you've got an online business, whatever that looks like. The next two weeks, you know, your emails are scheduled, any posts are scheduled, they're written, you've got social sharing, all of that stuff is is done. What does that look like in terms of freeing up your time to create a course, to create a project, to offer coaching, to offer a different service, whatever that looks like to take a vacation, to spend time with family. Um, because it's funny, it's, um, I was listening to this, um, audio earlier, nothing to do with online business, but the guy was saying, you know, where his mindset had shifted up because there was a time where he wouldn't have taken, he worked for himself, but taking a day away from his business would have felt like, Oh, I'm going to pay for this later. And it's funny because we create these lifestyle businesses where we're supposed to have flexibility and, and all of that. But yet, the deeper you get into it, the more it feels a little bit like, well, I can't be gone, you know, and, and so it's really, really important to set yourself up to not feel that pressure. And so for me, it's it's simply processes. And the content piece for me in terms of writing blog posts and stuff, I have a list. Um, <laughs> it's still my dry race. We're behind me. 
you know, I've talked about sort of some epic type of content that I want to create. A little bit of water there. You know, some big posts on, you know, how to install WordPress. And I want to use GoDaddy's new um, onboarding. It looks beautiful. So I thought, okay, that'll be good content. I can drive it for affiliate income. Same thing with co-schedule. So I've got a handful of like sort of epic posts that I want to do, do a content upgrade and maybe, but outside of that, it's, it's really breaking down a content uh, calendar and saying what is value. So the, the, the podcast episode, um, posting the emails, those are totally fine. If there is, they're a sort of on the fly as I go, then as new things come up, you know, but it's just mapping it out. So I know that a huge part for me, um, with 2017 is going to be planning. Uh, I mean, excuse me, creating these systems for myself and sticking with it. And ideally, <laughs> I said this to, to John too, because we, because of the uh, time difference, so he's on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, it's only three hours, but he has a full-time job. So for him to be able to record, it's like eight o'clock at night, he's got two little ones. So I'm like, look, I think we need to pick like one chunk of time and get like three or four episodes recorded at a time, even if it's, you know, like a late night, I can do it early. Can you do it earlier? Whatever. I can get up earlier on a weekend and do, we could do like, I'll get up at six. It's, you know, nine for you. Could we get like three or four hours recorded? So that that stuff is done, you get ahead of it because now we are looking at, we had to reschedule a couple times. So we're going to have to record and edit and get everything done. And as opposed to sending to the editor so that we say, we stay on schedule with the live episode. So, um, okay, so systems are going to be huge for me. And you guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not one of those people that is like, oh, I need to, um, I need an SOP for that standard operating procedure. I don't, you know, I can do an outline. Here's an example um, that I was thinking of. I should have pulled it up here. Let's see if I can log in while we do this. Um, you know what? I was talking, I think I, I'm trying to think if I've even talked to you guys about this. I've talked about it via email about doing, you know, some live streaming. And I've been looking at uh, Facebook and YouTube. And the funny thing is that I had come across this guy. Talk about a disappointment. So I'd come across this guy and he was doing a launch and it was Tube Traffic Mastery or something. And it looked very internet marketing, marketing-ish, whatever you want to call it. Um, And that's fine. But the, what was different for me was when I watched his um, when I watched his launch videos. They were done really well. He was personable, and he was teaching in them. And it was just, I was like, wow, this guy's really good. And to the point where after he had done two launches, two videos, I emailed my list and I, I shared it with my list and thought, you guys, I don't have an affiliate link. I haven't bought his course. I'm just saying I think his videos are good. Right? I was pretty transparent about that. And then I watched his webinar. It was the same day that I'd sent the email. Talk about a disconnect. So if you watched his videos, and I am getting to my point with the system and the checklist here. So if you watch the videos, I would have thought he was going to be teaching how to optimize your YouTube channel, your YouTube uploads for traffic, engagement, links back, all that kind of stuff, right? Regardless of your market, I thought it was a true traffic strategy for YouTube, which tube traffic mastery kind of says so. No, his, his shtick, because then I had to stay on for the whole webinar. I wasn't really, um, wasn't really listening at that point, but I, I needed to, 
um, I needed to stay on so I could get the pricing. But the, um, the whole thing was how to make money as an affiliate for ClickBank products. Um, and I was like, what is this? It was just, I, I was floored. Uh, hold on. Someone is pinging me. I should have shut Skype. <laughs> um, but so I was, it was so disappointing, you guys. And I thought, okay, can you not do this? This is not rocket science. And I have a friend who is just dialed with, with this type of stuff. Like I, he started working with me and it was, he was talking about, you know, the tags you use in a YouTube description, making sure you're whatever you, your tags are need to be in your description as well to see what you can pull in the title anyways. So the point being, because I'm not going to go and create a standard operating procedure, what would be great is for certain things that if I had a checklist so that, you know, anytime, um, you know, if I bring someone on for something, but the problem is most of the stuff that I'm thinking that I want to systematize, it's me that needs to do it. I write my podcast posts. I record the content, um, you know, I, I could have someone write the interview posts, I'm sure, but I probably won't. I enjoy it. So there's this two, uh, tool called TubeBuddy and there's two that I'm using. One is called TubeBuddy and one is called VidIQ. Now VidIQ will pull up the tags of competitors and stuff. And I'm not saying to go get either of these, you guys, because I don't know enough about them. Um, but I got the TubeBuddy through an AppSumo deal. And holy moly, this thing is powerful. So the cool thing is, so you link to your YouTube channel and it'll pull all your stuff in. But what's neat, what's neat, <laughs> can't believe I use that word. Um, I don't know why, right? What's, what's wrong with neat? Okay. So there's a checklist to when you're going to upload a video. And so there's 10 points. And so the first one is write a compelling title. You know, this is your video's headline. If it showed up in a search, would you click on it? And then there's four bullet points. And I'm just going to give some of these and then I'll go through each 10, but not in detail. Always represent your content accurately. Offer keywords first, branding at the end. For serial content, add the episode number at the end, uh, to the end of the title. Update video titles so you continue to grab views. Okay, so that's the first thing. And you can edit these checklists as you're going. Uh, the second one is enter a complete description. The third one, add descriptive tags. Number four, create a custom thumbnail. Number five, monetized uh, advanced settings, advertising settings, excuse me. Um, add info cards and they talk about what they are and how you can do it. Um, add to playlists, engage with the video, promote across existing videos and share on social media. So my point <laughs> if there is one, was a simple checklist. Checklist is all I need. So here's a great example. When I look at, um, you know, talking about doing uh, podcasting. So let's say I take all Monday for podcasting, right? One of the things that I will be doing for sure in 2017 is a podcast course. It's going to be under the brand that we did for the Done For You Service, which was Influence Podcasting, because I believe, yeah, podcasts are a great way to make money. I'm not negating that. But more than that, it's about the influence. It's about the reach, the connections, the relationships, as well as what it does for your brand. So that's kind of going to be my angle. And I am going through Troy Dean's Rockstar Empires um, right now. And so I am going to be documenting going through that to create this, the, the podcast course. My point is I know what I do. So as I go to do an episode, so like I could do a checklist for a solo show, um, you know, 
I usually start with a headline. And these solo shows, like I wait. (laughs) I don't know how far ahead of these I'm ever going to get. The interviews I can get super far ahead of. The solo shows, no, because it tends to be relevant to what's happening in my life and my business at the time. But I know it'd be right post, you know, record, (laughs) needs to get edited. And then once it's edited, then there's this whole process of upload to Libsyn. You know, my editor does the tagging and all of that. Excuse me, I mean like with the image and stuff for the actual audio file. But uh, then I've got the social media images and then I'm going to start, I've started, (laughs) but putting them on YouTube, you know, so there's kind of all these little checklists and then I use co-schedule. So is it requeued? Do I have an email ready to go? So that's kind of what I'm talking about because if I create that system for myself with podcasting, now I'm going to get leverage out of the checklist that I created for myself and it's going to go in the course. That makes sense. Um, so systems are going to be big, but they're not going to, I'm not interested in standard operating procedures. You guys, I have, I've gotten really clear. How do I say this? I've gotten really clear that, um, I want, what do I want? <laughs> you like that? I'm clear. And then I'm trying to explain how to say this. I want a very profitable business. I don't need an empire. I, I really don't. And I have some, like a plugin that I'm working on with, with Gordon Orlick of Web Factory, um, which I can't wait. Um, we're hoping to have a beta. I don't know if we'll have a beta in December, but it's going to be an easy way to do an actual checkout. We had a, a name with a sales page, but it's not just that. It's almost like a, um, how do I explain this? Think like a mini SAM cart on your site. So it's not a full-fledged e-commerce solution like WooCommerce or Easy Digital Downloads. And it's not simply a sales page page builder. You'll be able to actually create an individual product, create the sales page. The payment will be processed through PayPal. It'll connect your email. You know, like, so it's it's super easy. And there's another one that I've got one of my developers working on uh, called Simple Survey Opt-in because I <laughs> have been pulling my hair out to look for an opt-in that, and and if you guys know something, holler, but I want to be able to do a simple survey, you guys. I don't need to aggregate survey data necessarily. I simply want to be able to segment subscribers through like a three or four question opt-in. Um, so then I thought, great, Gravity Forms. Well, Gravity Forms sort of works, but if you wanted to open in a light box and not a pop-up, think a light box that's triggered by a user action, um, then you need almost like a state change, right? So think each, <laughs> I'm visually doing this with my hands like you guys can see me, um, but each pop-up essentially is kind of like a new window, right? So Thrive is great in terms of state changes, but I can't do that with Gravity Forms because Gravity Forms, I could tie in with Active Campaign. Trust me, a friend and I went round and round with this. We were looking at bootstrap stuff. We were looking at modal windows and different light boxes. And so anyways, I have this idea, simple survey opt-in, works with a handful, right? So I'm sharing all of these things um, because, you know, these are things that that also will take time and commitment. So in order for me to be able to do these things, right, I need to keep, I'm just going to sort of summarize here. I need to keep the WordPress shit going. It's bread and butter. <laughs> um, and I love it, obviously, content, podcast, growing the email list. I want to do some live streaming, which is what I talked about with YouTube. Um, I think I need to leverage all of this better. Some of that could be, you know, maybe I'll live stream the podcast. I think John and I are definitely going to start live streaming. Um, But 
I need to have this stuff structured so that I'm not letting John down with Hustle Free or I'm not letting Gordon down for the plug-in. And when I have so many irons in the fire, and again, I'm the roadblock with clients, which is not fair to them either, you know, it's it can be a little bit overwhelming. So some of these systems will help. And then everything has to come back to a few basic things. So when I start this planning process for 2017 um, and, and what it's going to look like, the first thing is it needs to be simple. Again, I've seen, I think, remember when I shared with you guys that I had gone up and spent the day with a friend? <laughs> she had hysterical how many journals she's bought and planning systems. I don't want something that makes me feel like I need a part-time job and I have to color in boxes and and circles and, ugh, no, no. I can't, you guys, let me tell you, here's, here's an example. I did, a, um, I was going through... Uh, expenses. So about a week and a half ago, maybe. I'm so old school. I literally printed um, a 30 day calendar and I had two different color pens because I love colored pens and pencils. And one was personal, one was business. I went through and wrote down every expense and the, the amount and the date it's going out. And then I took it and put it into a spreadsheet with, you know, the first, the second, whatever. And then personal expenses, I don't have a lot of, um, frivolous, I should say, probably my eyelashes are the only frivolous thing. Um, Unless I get a massage here and there, you know, but for the most part, my business expenses, I was like, oh, you need to cut that. That's a waste, you you know, and it's just because I want it simpler. I don't want 500 things to log into and touch and deal with, right? Which is why I had this big dilemma of what system am I going to use to sell Kajabi? Just it's, it's paid for. It actually paid for itself last year. I thought my payment was going through in December and it went through and in November, but that's all right. It's done. So that's why I went there. So again, when I start doing this planning process, it needs to be simple. I'm going to look at what didn't work. Um, and you guys, I'll share this all in the year end review because that's going to be part of this is me having done this work. I'm going to look at what didn't work. I'm going to look at what did work. I will take some time and think about what I enjoy doing most which we know the podcast is right up there at the top. Uh, what do I enjoy doing the least? What's most profitable? Can I increase a profit margin in other areas? Can I leverage things better that I've already created? You know, I'm all about the leverage. Um, and the thing is, when you look at profitability too, it's like just because something's profitable, if you don't enjoy doing it, doesn't mean you keep it either, right? So those are some of the things I'm going to do. And it's probably just going to be just simple outlining, you know, and notes. Um, I've got a couple different journals. I don't know. You know, I use, I've got the passion planner. I like it for planning. I I don't necessarily hit paper and pen every day anymore. I used to be way more, you know, legal pad every day, but I don't really do that so much uh, anymore either, but um, it's going to be simple. And then everything that I do going forward next year is going to be along the lines of simplicity, something I enjoy, and profitability. Uh, it's kind of basic, right? So that's sort of uh, a little bit of what I'm thinking of for myself, sort of for the next five weeks. I'll take some time over the holidays, obviously, to spend time with family. Um, but just kind of to check out a little bit, you know, whether it's, I don't know, binge watching a TV show, taking some naps, long walks, whatever. It's like, I don't, 
I don't feel this sense of, okay, you know, like, I don't know, maybe I'll feel a little bit more motivated after the holidays, but I'm just enjoying the journey right now. And and that's plenty. Um, and so let's wind down here uh, with some, some appreciation. This is not pre-planned. So I told you guys, I write these posts beforehand. So I, I have written out the winding 2016 down and getting ready for 2017. Um, but the appreciation <laughs> uh, has not been written yet. So this should be interesting. You know, first and foremost is you guys, I, I could not do what I do without you with this podcast, your, your support, the reviews, the emails, they truly mean the world to me. And it's, it's absolutely why I do this. I, I appreciate, you know, I've had a lot of people tell me you're so real, you're so transparent and which is all I know how to be you guys. I, <laughs> and that, I hope that doesn't sound what's martyrish. Is that a word? Um, it, it, I just, I don't have the energy to be anything but myself. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening, for continuing to listen, for sharing it, for the feedback, all of it. It truly, it truly means the world to me. Um, you know, it's, it has been a wild ride and, you know, I have so much appreciation. I really, um, I'm going to get super mushy here. I promise I'm not going to start crying on you. Maybe I will. Nah, I don't think so. But, you know, the appreciation for like <laughs> that when I was telling you guys earlier about that incident I had, um, when the second buyers backed out of the house and it was, I think part of it, you guys is doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anyways, we're closing like mid December. It's all good. So that morning where I felt really cuckoo, like we've all heard the, you know, practice gratitude and all that stuff. And, um, I get it. And it was, it was a real conscious effort. But that morning I was like, you know what? After I had my little spin and I was emotional, I thought, I'm going to go take a shower. And I'm just going to freaking wash this away. <laughs> I'm a very visual person. You guys, like I do when I go see my mentor slash therapist, she does some great guided meditations with me. And I, there have been times where I've not wanted to come out of it. Like I can totally get into that stuff. So I'm a very visual person. So I thought, just go wash it away. Picture it just washing it away. And so then I felt better when I got out of the shower. And I have a few like little meditations and mantras I say that are sort of clearing. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to gratitude blitz the shit out of this mood. <laughs> and so I was like, what's just say, tell somebody you're appreciative. Let them know, you know, you're grateful for them. And so the first person I thought of was my realtor. She's been in this with me for the whole time, right? So because when she called, I was just stunned and I wasn't rude or nasty, but I was just, <laughs> I was a little distraught. And so I just sent her a text and I just said, you know what? I said, I just wanted you to know. I said, I'm sorry if I was short. I said, I wanted you to know how very much I appreciate you. Um, I know this is frustrating for you too. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm grateful for everything you've done. And it made me feel like a million bucks. She, you know, she sent me a text back. She said, thank you so much for and that. You guys literally the same day they backed out, we had a new contract. So it's, it's not the end of the world. Um, and she said, thanks so much for your good attitude. And I was like, third time's a charm. You know, we can do, I can't always do that, you guys. But what I will tell you, 
is is when you take the time to appreciate things. It's it's kind of like my my Monday morning yesterday that was cuckoo. One of the dogs, I I got both the dogs are almost three now. One we got at like eight weeks, kennel trainer. She's you know pretty good. The other one I rescued at like six months, and in the other house she just I think like when it gets cold and wet I think she thinks she's supposed to pee on the carpet, and I'm just not having that in this house. And I, I am diligent about, I walk them every day. I take them out in the morning and I wait till they do their business. And she didn't go. We come in and she comes in to use the carpet. And I was, I lost my shit. (laughs) Excuse me. I didn't mean to be dropping swear words so quickly here, but, and I thought, okay, I was angry and I didn't, you know, (laughs) do anything to the dog as much as that makes me a little nutty. What I can tell you is these dogs bring a ton of joy into my life. Um, you know, so when you start looking back at things and you can appreciate everything you've been through, good, bad, indifferent, ugly, whatever, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I think back to all the things I've tried in this business. I, I think back to the things I've launched that didn't work. I, I look at, take uh, take the hustle free originally freedom papers that John and I launched, right? Like that felt like, oh, like nobody bought. And it was like, well, of course nobody bought. That's You guys know better. And it was just one of those, mo- we just got caught up in the moment, right? We got caught up in the momentum. And so I appreciate, you know, j- that whole experience. It's made me look at, at content and audience building and value and connection, even on a deeper level. I feel like I've come from that place, with the WordPress chick, but it was like kind of a new brand. And I think we both took for granted that we had brands and we had audiences and it'll be a piece of cake. And <laughs> um, I just, you know, I'm so appreciative of, uh, it sounds so, um, I don't know, but everybody that I have the good fortune to consider a friend and connect with online, of course, my family and friends and, um, you know, but it's amazing. I was thinking, I don't know if you guys ever do this. I have a tendency to uh, think back about times when, you know, have you ever have thought back to like something you really wanted to happen? Maybe it was um, a job opportunity or a relationship or something, and it didn't it didn't go the way you wanted it to go. And so, from there, sorry about that. My son is coming to take the dogs for a walk. Um, you know, and so it didn't go the way you wanted it to go, and you can you know, fast forward, whether it's a few months or um, a few years, you fast forward. And I'm really sorry about the noise. I'm not sure if it's going to get edited out or not. Um, But you fast forward and you can say, oh my gosh, had that have happened, I wouldn't have met this person. I wouldn't have had this opportunity, you know, and nobody has a crystal ball. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. Um, But so I'm not saying that, you know, that we can necessarily, um, you know, see that, you know, if if this had happened, this wouldn't have happened. But what I can do is say I am grateful for the the challenges as much as as the opportunities. And I'm just I'm in awe that that I get to do this sometimes. Like when I get stressed about stuff, and usually for me, it's like, what do I get stressed about? You know, probably money. It's probably my biggest stressor. Um, and just, but it's like I step back and I'm like, look at your life. You know, I, I, and my guess, 
you guys, it doesn't matter if, you know, I had $10 million in the bank or two bucks. I think that's kind of um, probably part of my journey in this lifetime. But because I've, you know, I've had nothing, I've had plenty, I, you know, life is good. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this right now. But the point is, I can appreciate all of it. Because when I sit back and I think, okay, yeah, it's the evening and I'm recording, but I'm like, you are recording a podcast that people listen to all over the world. You know, <laughs> just the downloads, the subscriptions, it's just, it's crazy that we live in a time where we have this opportunity. So, I'm getting super preachy, aren't I? I think I'm getting sleepy. Um, I just, I appreciate the opportunities. I appreciate you guys so much for listening, for reading, for staying on my list. And if you're not, subscribe. <laughs> um, but but just being a part of my life, truly, and my world. And it, it means the world to me. So I am thankful for you. And I am, you know, nothing but gratitude and appreciation for all of you guys, whether this is your first time listening um, or you've been with me since day one. Either way, I thank you. And on that note, I think that's a good ending point. So if you are in the States, have a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, with friends, family. And if you're not, then just have a fantastic weekend, you guys. I love you tons. Talk to you next week with, uh, we'll have an interview.